to everybody here. It is definitely good to be here in God's house, isn't it? Amen. Uh, today's going to be a great day. Look at the person next to you and say that. Today is going to be a great day. You guys sounded pretty convincing. How many of you will be honest and say the person next to me said it like this? It's going to be a great day. Go ahead. Uh-huh, back there. I knew there was at least one, right? Well, don't base it on what happened prior to coming in here. Let's just face forward and say it's going to be a great day from here on out, right? And if this is your first time here uh, or you're new to Cross Community Church, it's definitely going to be a different kind of service, but you're going to be really glad that you're here today. And I want to preface this by saying, for no unspecified reason at any point while I am talking with you this morning, I may suddenly pause for a long time. Okay? Because I'm crying. It happens often. It, hey, hey, I heard somebody say all the time. It's true. And it'll be at the most random point, and it's okay. Just hold steady with me, okay? I'll recuperate and move on. Can we, can we all say we're okay with that today? Okay, good. So um, our pastor, if you've never been here before, he just had major surgery uh, about nine days ago. So he is recuperating well. I'm not, I don't know if we said that or not, but he is recuperating well at home and has appreciated all of the um, prayers, of course, the, uh, the emails, the Facebook messages, and the cards that you guys have sent in the mail. So um, I know he's anxious to be back here, and hopefully he'll be back here within a few weeks. But I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit today before we get to something really cool. And as many of you have probably already realized, today is Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah! Okay, I got a couple. I'm a, I'm a sports fan, man, so I'm all over this thing, kind of. I mean, it'd be nice if the Browns were in it, but whatever, okay? It's a day, if you don't know what the Super Bowl is, it's a football game, and it's where the two best teams go head-to-head to see who's going to be the champion. So whether or not your favorite team is playing in the big game, today's a fun day for sports fans. Um, but let me, um, let me say something that was kind of said earlier, but you might not have caught it. Now, yes, today is Super Bowl Sunday, but I'm about to help every marriage and every relationship in the room. Are you ready? Because two days from now, say this with me, two days. Two days from now is Valentine's Day. Okay, got it, everybody? You're welcome. Aren't you glad you came to church today, right? So maybe if you're not a sports fan today, you're really anticipating Valentine's Day. And um, anyway, you already received some really cool marriage advice, and we're just getting started, so you're welcome. So we got two really cool days of celebration with just in, you know, about 48 hours of each other, and that sounds great, but I don't know about you, but I kind of put something together this past week that maybe, I don't know, maybe they thought of this. They didn't, but if they didn't, do you realize what's going to happen? See, prior to this year, Super Bowl Sunday was always on the first Sunday of the month. But they extended the football season this last year, which everybody said, yay, rah, it's going to be a week longer. But it's going to come a day right down the road, Valentine's Day and the Super Bowl are both on the same day. No offense, I don't know if it was a bunch of men in the room making that decision, they didn't look at their calendars, I don't know, or if it was just a bunch of people who didn't look at their calendars, but that's going to be a very interesting to navigate for some of us. But 
Today, we're not going to talk about the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about love and marriage. Because, you know, if you've looked around this room, we probably have six or seven different generations in this room today. And we're all in different seasons of love, marriage, or relationships. You know, some of us are married, some of us are single, some of us are teenagers, some of us are widows, some of us are widowers. Some of us want to be in a relationship, some of us we're glad we're not, right? So whatever season you find yourself in today, our hope is that God will speak to you. And I'm going to talk about marriage for just a couple of quick minutes and share with you a couple of scriptural truths, which you may or may not already know. That first truth is this. Marriage was God's idea. It was his idea. We should do it his way. Genesis chapter 2, all the way at the beginning. This message is called In the Beginning. Genesis chapter 2, verses 20 and 24 through 24. So the man, Adam, names to all the livestock and all the birds in the sky and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. And then the Lord God made a woman from the rib that he had taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. And the man said, This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh, and she will be called woman, for she was taken out of man. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united with his wife, and they become flesh. I don't know if you've ever heard this before. Maybe Adam, in verse 23 there, he saw her and called her woman. It was more like, whoa. Man. Whoa. Man, right? Those of you in the room who are not yet married, let me say this. Looking good isn't a bad thing, but it can't be the basis for a relationship. It cannot be the whole enchilada. Unfortunately, there's far too many people who are willing to compromise on much more important things because somebody looked good. Well, they just need bold. No, they don't. That doesn't work. Shh, God do that. So here's the best thing that you can do if you're not in a relationship is trust God. By doing it his way, he's going to give you the best because that is his desire. His desire is to give us the best. We just don't have any idea what that is because culture tells us it's the right degree, it's the right school, it's the right job, it's the right look, the right count, right? The best according to God sounds completely different than what culture tells us. Best marriages and relationships will be conducted in a way that lines up with the word of God. Because believe it or not, in the Bible, there is conduct for how you should be behaving to being married. You're not married till you're married. You're welcome. <laughs> the Bible has a lot to say on the topic of marriage and relationships. But for time's sake today, we can't share all of them. But I want to challenge you to check it out. If you think the Bible doesn't have anything for you in it, it does. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25, one of the thing scripture talks about is it says husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her that's one of the biblical directives for marriage there are several more like I said so maybe you men are saying sitting here today some of you young men who aren't married or older men that aren't marrying you're saying so hold on a minute I gotta love her as much as Christ loved the church that's right but wait a minute didn't Christ die for the church did like say this if you're not ready for that then you're not ready for marriage because that's God's mandate for us women if he's not there and he's not for you it was free okay let's move on 
Number two, you're like, okay, is this good? This is good. This feels good. Are we okay? Okay, good. Number two. God formed the marriage covenant come a mirrored display of love. You know, Wendy earlier, I stole my thunder there for a second. I was like, hold up, Wendy. About love, I'm like, hang on. I'm kidding. That was kind of cool. Let me tell you what love isn't. It's not void of emotions, but it's not led by them either. That was good. That was good. It's not void of emotions, led by them either. That's not what Hollywood shows us, is it? It's not Cupid with an arrow. I just can't help myself. I love them. Okay? It's not about feelings. See, if love is what the world says it is, you don't understand. It's overwhelming, uncontrollable. Heart wants what heart wants. See, if that's love, then every relationship is in trouble. Because we make it about that, and we make it about our needs, our wants, and the minute those things aren't being fulfilled, what does God say about love? Let's look. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8. You saw it in the video. Wendy referenced it a little bit, but let's read it together, shall we? Can you do that? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Isn't that beautiful? Hear these scriptures that I'm sharing with you this morning, typically at weddings, right? Because that's the challenge given to bridesrooms, which when we read this and we're married, we're like, I don't know about you, but I'm, uh, I'm like epic fail. We all fall short, don't we? And that's why we so desperately need God. Us, because he, ne- he never falls short. <laughs> he is love. We can't find it outside of him. Reverend Vody Bauckham says this, Biblical love is an act will. It's accompanied by emotion, which leads to action on behalf of its object. It's a choice. It's an act of the will. It does have emotion with it. And that emotion should lead us to action on behalf of that person. Isn't that so true? Love, marriage, relationships. These are all matters of the heart. Probably the passage that most quickly comes to mind in regards to matters of the heart is found in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4, 3. Above all else, guard your heart for everything. Wait, what? Everything you do flows from it. Watch what's going on in here, don't we? Everything we do flows from it. I read a devotional this past week from Proverbs 31 Ministries, and it really got me thinking. The author was sharing that there was a specific routine that he had with his children when he tucked them into bed at night, and not only did he want to pray with them every night, and if you're not doing that, can I encourage you moms and dads to do that with your children? You don't have to know what to say. It doesn't have to be, and actually your children will probably surprise you because they take over and start praying. It's kind of neat. It's a neat thing. I was raised that way. I would encourage you to do that as well. So when he put them to bed, he not only wanted to pray with them, but knowing that everything flows from the heart, that we have to do heart checks. And he thought, I want to train my kids to do heart checks. So he had this series of questions just before bedtime, right after prayer, or sometimes they'd pray twice. And he would ask them these questions. And they'll be up on the screen behind me. I know that 
thing might block some of your view, but here they are. Did anybody hurt your feelings today? Are you mad at anybody? Are you worried about anything? Did anybody break a promise to you today? Is there anything you want to tell me, but you're not sure how? Every kid and teenager in the room said, Amen! <laughs> to that one. Uh, you know what there is? I mean, is your parent really going to punish you when they're tucking you in at bed at night, being with you? Seriously. Great time. Say, yeah, we probably need to talk about this. You know, and these questions were so ingrained in his children that one night as he was putting his daughter to bed, she blurted out, Dad, everything's okay in my heart. Nobody hurt my feelings. I'm not mad at anybody. I'm not worried, and nobody broke a promise to me. Good night. <laughs> I thought that was amazing, actually. Like, that's pretty cool. And after reading the devotional, you know, I couldn't help but think, wow, this is really great marriage advice. Imagine asking these questions to your spouse. Did I hurt your feelings today? Did I upset you? Yeah, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I think he's fine. <laughs> I have everything there, everything's fine. It's just I get emotional. I know that there's relationships that are broken, but I know the healer and his name is Jesus. Are you worried about anything today? Did I break a promise to you today? Is there anything you want to tell me but you're not sure how? Listen, some of us have been married a while. Celebrated 24 years myself. Todd and I were 10, got married. <laughs> Some people, they look, oh. I'm like, no, we, no, we weren't. I just, okay. It's not cute anymore. Oh, we've been married three years. 24. Which we should celebrate, right? And it is a celebration. But you know, I realize these questions could, could prove for some challenging conversation. So here would be my suggestion. We don't start with the whole list, <laughs> right? Maybe start with one. Just could decide together which one. Which one should we maybe weekly? Not even every day, just in. Because maybe, just maybe, to save a marriage. Maybe, just maybe, it'll stop destructive patterns. Because maybe, just maybe, it would restore trust, communication. You know, marriage can be difficult and messy at times. But it was created by God. And when it's done his way, it's always good. It's always good. Speaking of marriage, doesn't the church look awesome? Really good. Almost looks as if ready for a wedding. Well, for those of you who don't know, it is. It is ready for a wedding. Yeah. That's right. Right now, we're going to have a wedding. So surprise. Everybody say it. Surprise. So I'm going to ask Kevin to come sing this morning. She is going to open up our wedding ceremony and our bride and our groom are going to be making their way to the altar. So sit tight. Okay, I'm going to give you some instruction really quick. I'm here now. I'm going to come up at the end then too. I'm going to give you some instruction at the end too, okay? Sit tight. We're not going to keep you here long. You're not going to want to miss this. Where's she at? I turned around. She wasn't there. And go.
Tomorrow morning if you wake up and the sun does not appear I will be here If in the dark you lose sight of love Hold my hand and have no fear I will be here And I will be here When you feel like being quiet When you need to speak your mind I will listen And I will be here When the laughter turns to crying and the wind losing and trying, I will be here. I will be here. In the morning, when you wake up and the future is unclear. I, I will be here Just as sure as the seasons are made to change Our love was made for these years I, I will be here And I will be seated. George, you can go get your bride. Today, George and Linda